Time for a bit of soccer. Time for a bit of football of the round ball variety. Time for the beautiful game with a British twist. Welcome to EPL Junkie. Welcome to USA Today's EPL Soccer Junkies and Happy New Season. This is an EPL Junkie special and we will be bringing several of these to you throughout the Premier League season. We start off with Arsenal. We had the pleasure of spending some time with the Gunners this pre-season in Southern California. Got to hang out with them while they were training. We even got to ask Mr. Wenger a few questions. And let me tell you, as a lifelong Arsenal fan, so much came to fruition during this preseason tour. When you look a man in the eyes and you ask him a question and he looks right back at you, you can gauge the temperature in the room. You can gauge exactly what he means. Does he say what he means? Does he mean what he says? All I know is I walked away from this preseason tour and spending time with this team knowing one thing, that Arsene Wenger has the talent to win the Premier League title. But Arsenal's problem isn't in the talent. Oh no. Arsenal's problem lies in the mental ability, the mental fitness and the mental strength. Arsenal Football Club have the players. They have the players to do well in the Premier League. I will go as far to say that they have the players that can win the Premier League. But where Arsenal Football Club falls short is in the mental strength, the mental training and the mental ability. All you have to do is look at the calendar to see when they fall apart. All you have to do is look at the results against big teams to realise where they fall short. And all you have to do is spend time with them in training to see the interaction with the players and the manager, to get a sense of the culture of the club. This used to be a club built by men. Tony Adams, Martin Keown, Steve Bold, who now sits on the sidelines and literally just sits on the sidelines and watches. Where's the influence? Where is that mental backbone of Arsenal Football Club? They used to have it, and now they don't. Let's look at the evidence. Let's look at the players that we have. Ozil, Sanchez, Koscielny, Czech, Giroud. These are players who at international level have beyond excelled. Winners, winning mentality, Ozil, World Cup winner, Mertesacker, World Cup winner, Sanchez, double Copa America winner. You want to switch it up a little bit? We, we could go Petrocek, multiple champion at Chelsea, Ramsey, semi-finalist, team of the tournament at the Euros, Giroud, finalist at the Euros, Koscielny, finalist at the Euros, Santi Carzola, Euro, European champion with Spain. What happens when they come back to the umbrella that is Arsenal? A team in history, a team that has a winning culture, a strength, a core built from defence going forward. What has happened? Eventually, every great leader needs to move on. 
something is not translating. And everyone can scream and shout about this being an issue of spending money and being in the transfer market. Are you telling me that Pep Guardiola, Jose, Jose Mourinho, Jurgen Klopp, Antonio Conte couldn't get real, real greatness out of players like Koscielny and Bellerin and maybe wouldn't have excelled the accelerated the evolution of players like the Ox and Theo? Maybe not Jose, but Pep for sure. Absolutely for sure. Nurturing kind of guy. And Wenger has been a nurturing kind of guy, but something has changed. And you, it's not the talent. These are players who are winning at international level. They are premier players for their countries, but for their club, they become mental midgets. Arsenal's problem is mental. The mental culture is dead. That strength and that backbone, those invincible days are gone. In the Premier League, 38 games in a season. Forget the FA Cup. After a long, hard season, 38 games, Arsenal are mental midgets. How do these global champions become inept at club level? The mental culture has become one of losers. This is a team that built the Invincibles. We've got a history of winning. Now we suffer from mental impotence. That has to be about management. That has to be about the ability of the manager to build this team to feel like they're 10 feet tall. At halftime, Liverpool, Arsenal, 1-1. We dominated the first half. You go into halftime. Jurgen Klopp makes his team come out in the second half feeling like they're 10 feet tall. And somehow Arsenal come out like they have completely forgotten how to play football. Mental midgets. Liverpool come out like Rambo, Commando, Transformers, Captain America, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. And Arsenal come out like Ant-Man. It's a joke. That mental strength is the weakness of Arsenal. Look at what happened last season. That last gasp winner, Danny Welbeck, against Leicester City in February. Arsenal should have gone on to win the league. And instead, they capitulated mentally under the pressure. It's something about the culture of the management and the training. And at the same time of this mental issue, he really does have a moral dilemma spending money. I believe it. Listen to what ha- listen to his answer. I'm going to actually play you my question so you can hear his answer in full. And then about how he goes on about the transfer, the, the transfer question. Listen to this. This says a lot. When we look at the history of your pedigree at Arsenal, you've done incredible things. To hear fans criticise you is very difficult. And last year, even I criticised you, which was shocking to even myself because I felt like we should have won the league. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you felt we should have won the league also. Can you talk us through a little bit about the transfer market? Because even fans seen the Paul Pogba deal, Paul Pogba deal to United and the Higuain deal um, to Juventus seems a little obscene in terms of numbers. Is sometimes the spending the money a moral issue for you as opposed to signing players that you feel truly will make a difference to Arsenal? You say we should have won the league, but uh, 
last, lost three games in the season and uh, they won the league uh, just because you decide we should have won the league doesn't make it happen. I believe that uh, Leicester lost only three games and you have to respect the performance. It's maybe not a glamorous name, but what is great in sport, it's not the name that wins you the championships. It's the quality of the teams and the quality of your performances and you have to respect uh, when a team like Leicester loses only three games. Incidentally, they lost two against us. That means nobody else basically did beat them. And uh, uh, we have to respect that, even if it's... Uh, uh, course difficult to swallow. On the other hand, I buy players, you know, that uh, uh, I feel can strengthen our team. And uh, today you have to be very strong inside the club when you are responsible, not to just buy to buy. And uh, uh, there's always a wave of opinions, uh, people who know, and I must say people are better informed today than all the players. But uh, they tell you always, you should buy when you ask them who to buy, but become much shorter. Because if you look at the, the market in Europe, there's a lot of money available, uh, but not many players who really strengthen the teams. And uh, if you look uh, at the teams who spend the most money in Europe, but not necessarily the teams who won the championships in England. You take the global investment of the clubs around us, didn't stop Leicester from winning the championship. So we have to focus on our quality, try to strengthen our team. I think we had 18 teams behind us last year and make sure that we get 19 behind us next season. And then, uh, of course, uh, you ask a question about criticised or not. That's part of the job, you know. We live in a society where... Uh, people are very opinionated and it's, I'm a, in a public job and I accept that. Number one, you don't just buy to buy. Well, we don't buy. So that's a moot point, really. And when you read between the lines, clearly you can see and you can tell that, you know, Wenger really truly believes in his philosophy and how to build a team. And he's a one-player-a-season jigsaw puzzle kind of guy you know, started with the Cazola, then Ozil, Sanchez, Czech, Granite Xhaka. That was the marquee signing this year. That's where he feels comfortable spending the money. And I'm not saying we should spend Pogba and Iguain kind of money, but there's money there to strengthen the squad. And when you listen to the exchange with Wenger and the reason why I wanted to play it in its entirety is because he's really set in his ways. And sometimes when someone is very set in their ways, the likelihood of them changing is not likely. I keep telling my chick friends, you try to change a guy, you want to change him, he is who he is, he's never going to change. It's not likely that a guy is going to change. And stop trying to think that you can change him. It's not possible. And I over the last 10 years, nothing really has changed at Arsenal. I like change. Change is good. Change keeps people on their toes. Another question that was fired at Mr. Wenger was, what do Arsenal need in the transfer market? What do they have to do? What do they have to strengthen? As per usual, the answer is not straight. And Arsenal fans, get your little Columbo... Cagney and Lacey, 
Magnum PI Hawaii Five O brains out? Because the answer is a conundrum. If you analyze well our seed, we finish top of the top four. Uh, we we lost points, the maximum points against the teams between five and nine, and we were top of a league between ten and twenty. So maybe the games where uh, we uh, were expected to win completely, we won. But the games where we fought <coughs> against the teams like. Uh, who were between five and ten, like uh, Southampton, Swansea, you know, we dropped too many points against uh, this kind of teams. They are very good teams, but we thought maybe too much we would win these games. So, on the other hand, uh, we had a good defensive record overall. Uh, so, but we still can, I feel, we can strengthen that. And uh, we were bit short of gold scored, considering that uh, we are an attacking team. Uh, we didn't always, uh, I think last year we didn't, when we analysed our season, we didn't convert enough the chances we created. We created the highest chances in the league compared to all the other teams, but our finishing uh, was less good than the season before, and we did not convert enough percentage uh, the in enough percentage for chances we created. We are still on the market uh, for players. Is it at the front, at the back? We are on the market. Unfortunately, we are not alone. Second of the top four of the top ten of the whatever. Analytics, numbers, measurement, algorithms... What happened to winning? What happened to shiny silverware? Let's polish it once in a while. This is a numbers game, and Wenger is a numbers guy. When you listen to his answer, it gives you a major insight into the philosophy that we all know, but sometimes we just don't want to believe because every season we live in hope that something is going to change, and it really hasn't changed. And so... Unfortunately, he doesn't act on his words. He says that our goal ratio was shy of conversion based on the chances that we we were creating. Okay, therefore, if you're the CEO of a company and you see a hole and you need to fill the need, you hire a person to fill that need or you outsource it or you do something to fix it because clearly you can garner ROI in identifying that you know, closing the gap. Actually, you know, when you have somebody like uh, Ozil who can create as many chances as he does, that there is somebody on the other end to convert them. And Sanchez down the middle today was not the answer because Arsenal were devoid of of creating chances on the flanks until the Ox came on on the pitch and actually really grabbed the ball by the horns and tried to make something happen and did with a goal. He He instigated the comeback. And so Arsene Wenger, even in the press conference, talks about having to to kind of convert more chances, yet here we are in a situation where he's using Alexis up front. There's still no answers. Giroud is, you know, supposedly not good enough and how he goes hot and cold in the season. It's a shambles. Arsenal have been deteriorating every single season. And it's not a melodramatic response once again. 
this is a pattern that has continued and nobody is doing anything to change it. And clearly the board don't want to change it. Otherwise they would have. They like the status quo. It's cushy. It keeps the team in the black. You know, there's no, you know, high risk, less reward. Arsenal know what they want to be. And it's not good enough for the fans anymore. So this is where the rubber meets the road. What are the fans going to do? How are they going to react? What is going to be this season? Arsene Wenger has until the end of August to make a change. This is the last year of his contract. And some people are out there saying that, oh, you can't sign players because people, players don't know if he's going to be there a year and beyond. That is nonsense. This is the same pattern that has been happening year after year after year. Arsenal don't want to compete with Chelsea, Manchester City or Manchester United. Look at what those teams have done to strengthen. Yes, in some cases, they've overpaid for players, but they are willing to try. They are willing to risk in order to get the reward because at the end of the day, sports is about winning. Ask the Olympians. They don't go to the Olympics to win bronze. They go for gold. And Arsenal are very happy with bronze. But the fans this season won't be. And this is going to be a very telling time for Arsenal Football Club. Are the board strong enough to make tough decisions? People blame the board for a lot. But in my opinion, this soundbite from Arsene Wenger was one of the most telling I've heard in a very, very long time. It tells you so much about who really wears the pants in the family. Perhaps Ivan Gazidis is as frustrated as the fans. I think Ivan is, uh, I work every day with Ivan. It's highly motivated, believe me, uh, to bring players in. And sometimes I have to calm him down. But uh, I believe as well, you know, that's uh, the period where people want to dream and uh, try and bring dream. But uh, we live as well in a realistic world. And part of our job is as well to to rate the players we have inside the club because uh, one of the values of our club is that we well to give chances to players who deserve it and uh, we focus on that as well. Our job is as well to improve the quality of our game, what we do every day in training and, uh, and I can understand the expectation level and the anxiety level of our fans because they want uh, the CV of the clubs bringing players in. Although I must say, despite all the money that the clubs have, not too much has happened until now, but we know by experience until uh, the most active period is uh, in the last week of August. And at the moment, uh, it's still a big poker game everywhere. Poker game? Poker game? Since when did Arsenal play a poker game in the transfer market? And dreaming? How dare you dream, Arsenal fans? How dare you dream at the beginning of the season that you could sign players and maybe win trophies? Clearly, Mr. Wenger doesn't agree with that. And as for Ivan, maybe Ivan felt something. Maybe he believed in something. And maybe Ivan was getting excited about the potential of signing a player like Slatan or Mkhitaryan or Nolito. Perhaps he was interested in strengthening the team to go from second to first this season. But no, he had to be calmed down by daddy who wears the pants in the family. As for strengthening the inside and the core, 
we've been through that process before and we've discussed it ad, ad nauseum. It, this is a philosophy of a man. This is the moral dilemma. I asked that very question at the very beginning of the press conference. And there is a moral dilemma for Arsene Wenger to spend money. When I spend money on my marketing budget, I too think about how much I'm spending. But I also know that if I'm going to spend, I'm also going to garner something back from that. And right now, Arsenal aren't even making those investments because the man who can make those decisions has a moral dilemma with spending the money. $35 million to $42 million, that is it. But he won't do it three times in one transfer window. He'll do it once and expect different results. And unfortunately for Arsenal fans, I think that means they're in for a long season. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Granite Xhaka is the signing. Nothing else has been done to strengthen this team to win the Premier League title. It is a shambles. That is not how you build a corporation that yields success and ROI. After all, isn't Arsenal Football Club all about ROI? Don't young children, boys, girls everywhere who aspire to play the beautiful game want to win and be champions? Therefore, why would they follow Arsenal when they can follow Manchester United, Manchester City with their new money, and Chelsea with their evolution since Roman Abramovich took over? Look at Leicester City. Half the talent of Arsenal. We beat them twice last season, yet they won the Premier League. Why? Because mental strength was the difference. Until Arsenal addressed that, nothing will change. Tony Adams, Martin Keown, Steve Bald, Dennis Bergkamp, Ian Wright, Robert Pires, Mark Obermars, Patrick Vieira, Emmanuel Petit. Mental giants. Men, men, and Vieira, a leader of men. Now, boys, likable boys, good boys, but boys. Hashtag reality. Wake up, Arsenal. Otherwise, you'll be left behind. Liverpool were in the wilderness years for some time. Don't go in that direction. If you want mediocrity... Continue as you are. Fans won't accept it and they will protest it this season. You've been listening to the USA Today's EPL Soccer Junkies. Check in again with us soon for more junkie vignettes. Until then, enjoy the season.